Welcome to Raising Connections. I'm your host, Ray Shan Mayer. This is the program where we talk about your critters, companions, commerce, and agriculture, and all of the connections between them. This morning, as always, we have a fun and interesting guest. Welcome, Michelle. Good morning. Michelle, you are the manager at Mariah Bell Manor Kennel, and you have been involved with Mariah Bell Manor Kennel coming on 10 years now. It's been a long time. And you've seen a lot. You and I have done a lot. And we've had a lot of knowledge between the two of us that we need to now share. Okay. What is your position at Mariah Bell? Kennel manager, office manager, manager of all things Mariah Bell. (laughs) But that's not what you applied for in the very beginning. Well, I don't know that I even really applied. I mean, we joked just, I don't know, a couple of years ago, did I even have an application on file? No. I originally came on just to sort of help you out with a few things. And from those few things, morphed into a few more things. And then now here I am doing quite a lot of things. And you're back in college. I am. Well, not back in. I am in. Never went in the first place. So that is all very new for me. I am in the second semester of my third year. Don't get too excited, though, because I'm only taking two classes a semester. It's going to take... It all adds up. I know, but it's going to take me a while. Working full-time and going to school and still doing stuff with my kids and at home, it's busy, busy. It's one of those things that I think Mariah Bell shines at because we accommodate our staff. Absolutely. We make things work. There's so many ways that you can do this and do that. And this one covers this and that one covers that. And it truly is a team effort. Absolutely. Somebody's covering one thing. Somebody's covering another. The dogs are taken care of. The clients are taken care of. The school's taken care of. The kids are taken care of. Life gets done. I brag on that all the time. When we're hiring, you know, young kids, sometimes it's their very first job. They stress over it. I mean, my daughter applying for her first job, not with us for multitude of reasons, but they stress over it. It's scary time. And I'm always like, this is not the place to stress. We are very relaxed, sometimes too relaxed, but we are very relaxed and we do accommodate. I mean, if they play sports, if they have other commitments outside of school, outside of work, you know, family first. One of the things I think that does is it gives us loyalty for a very long period of time. A lot of times kids will come in as a junior in high school and they won't leave until they have their first children. Absolutely. And that's pretty cool to watch too. Or they come in thinking, well, you know, maybe a part-time job in retirement. And then it's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize I was over 75. You know, right. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, wow. Well, I guess we shouldn't give names a- or ages. We didn't give names, but ages. Right. It keeps you young hopping and bopping around. I eat burgers and fries when I work in the kennel because I get well over 10,000 steps. Yes, absolutely. One of the things that you touched on was that way that you personalize service. And it's something I believe in, something you believe in. So in full disclosure, I own Mariah Bell and founded Mariah Bell. And you come in and you manage and run it. Together, we're kind of yin and yang. She's a, you've always said that. Absolutely. I mean, we've known each other a very, very long time. Your daughter, my oldest, kind of grew up together from yep. the time they were itty bitty in dance class. And so we've maintained a friendship for many, many years. You know what my natural hair color is. <laughs> Do I? Or was. I won't tell if you don't tell. Oh, you know, it's all white now, so we're okay. The tagline for the kennel is comfort and care with a personal touch. And when you go to the website, one of the first things you see is comfort and care with a personal touch. It's not how we do things. It's how we believe they should be done. What do you think that personal touch means? Oh, I mean, that personal touch means so many things. From the moment you pull up the drive to the moment you walk in the door to the way our staff greets 
client, pet and person, to the way we decorate, to the way we feed the dogs, to the way we medicate the dogs, to the way we bathe the dogs, the way we play with them, love them, the way we interact and talk with the clients themselves. I mean, the list literally goes on. We treat the dogs as if they're our own. I tell so many clients, this is their home away from home. We want this to feel like their home away from home. We have some dogs that come Yes, they're excited to see their owners when they return, but then they don't want to leave, right. which is great. It speaks volumes, but it's just, we want this to be a comfortable environment. Absolutely. Years ago, we were asked, when do you know you've done a good job? When they leave happy? Oh, no, no. It's when they come back with drool on the side of the car and you have to go to the car yeah. wash. Yeah. I mean, we don't want them fearful when they come back. You don't want them putting the brakes on like they often do at the vet or at the groomer or whatever. My dog is shaking when I take him to the groomer. So when they come and they're excited to get out of the car and come see everybody, that's exciting. One of the things I think that we did early on is quality versus quantity. And the feeling of the place, that comfort and care with a personal touch, sometimes those traditional, I'm not sure if you want to call them values, but just the way of doing things. When I go somewhere, I want to know that I am comforted. I want a good bed to sleep in. Because if I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm crabby. And the rest of the world knows that I need a comfortable bed because all the way around. A good meal actually makes me feel better. If I can get some sleep, get a decent meal, and get some exercise so I'm actually tired, my body's tired, my mind's tired, I'm a much happier person. More restful sleep. And one of the things we did at Mariah Bell was 20 years ago, we put this oddball system in that we didn't charge for the walks. Right. We didn't charge for the feeding your own food. We didn't charge for all these little nickel and dimey kind of things because if I'm cranky because I didn't have a comfortable bed, if I'm cranky because I didn't get my own food or I've got my GI upset going because I switched foods and ate too much of the rich stuff or not the right stuff, or I couldn't rest because my mind and my body weren't in alignment with how tired each one was, I was going to be cranky and I was going to go home cranky from that trip and never want to come back again. So when we put that personal touch in, we had a lot of people ask us about anxious dogs. You get them out, you run them around the yard, you work them up and down the drive. Driveway. You do something to wear them attention. Give them attention. Yeah. Get them comfortable. Get them a good meal, a good night's sleep. Usually, you really settle in quite well. Even dogs who come in, they're like, I don't think I want to be here forever, ever. We win them over. You win them over. We do have, I can probably count on one hand in 20 years, how many dogs we've turned away for various reasons. But after all the dogs that can't count after those 20 years, to be able to count them on one, maybe two hands, right. I think we're doing something okay. Switching gears a little bit here. Okay. We've had to face a really hard problem. And we have a porch conversation. Every now and then when the management meeting happens on the porch, we know we've got a problem. We had to make a hard decision after COVID when the workforce changed and travel started changing. Do we want to hire more people? Do we want to try to find those people and put warm bodies into slots? Do we want to take fewer dogs? What would that look like? Would that turn us into the place that used to be good? And what did you and the management team tell me? I'm shutting my eyes while she says this again. We stepped up. We worked. We didn't hire more people. We accommodated our clients and we kept things as close to normal as we could. So we pretty much, in my eyes, didn't skip a beat. No. The line that stuck in my mind was, I don't want to have the wrong people in the right places at the wrong moment. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Okay. We got this. We got this. And we'll work the extra hours instead of hire the wrong people. Right. And I think that communicated to our clients 
Our clients came back and said, thank you. We just had a dinner at a restaurant and you could tell the servers weren't into it. We just had this experience. You have the most awesome people here. We do. We truly do. It's, it's a really different kind of place. Yeah. I mean, we put a lot of training into our staff also to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page and, you know, it has to be a good fit. It's usually 40 to 60 hours worth of training before they ever get to put their hands on dogs. And we interview really differently. So they come and actually shadow a shift with us to yeah, figure out what they have to know be. what they're getting themselves into. Absolutely. And we've had a lot of folks come and say, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And we thank them and say, I'm so glad that you learned that from this experience because it'll be really hard to get down the road of hiring someone, bringing them in with that 60 hours worth of training, only to find out that this really isn't where they really want to be. When we do the interview process, which like you said, is different. We are very transparent in that you have to be serious because you don't want to go through all that training if it's not a good fit. We don't want to go through all that training if it's not a good fit. So do the job shadow, check it out, see what it's like, and then let's have a conversation. One of the things that we've been talking a lot about, and when we come back in the second part, we're going to continue the conversation, is quality versus quantity. And when is it time to expand? And when is it time to reevaluate what you already have? That sounds good. Join me, Rayshan Mayer, from Mariah Bellmanor Kennel for our new adventure, Living Life Tales Up podcast, combining everyday life with what goes on at the kennel and farm, a bit of humor, some ideas, and some positive happy bubbles. We're living tails up, nose down, and staying on track. We hope to see you on Living Life Tales Up for five to ten minutes worth of happy, happy bubbles shooting out there in the atmosphere. See you soon. Welcome back to Raising Connections. Today, we're talking about Mariah Bell Manor Kennel and Michelle Henderson. You're here with us with all of the time that you and I have invested into Mariah Bell. One of the things that we talk about is quality versus quantity. And we really had that conversation after COVID because the kennel was considered an essential business during COVID. We learned a lot of things. We did. It's affected everything all the way down to our current weather policy because we're an essential business. Who knew? I thought we could close like schools. Maybe not. Quality versus quantity and that mission statement comfort and care with a personal touch almost overlap. But after 20 years of doing really good work, and as we go to the conferences and we hear this, a lot of times you and I will look at each other and go, we already did that. We've done that for years. You're just now discovering that? As a microbiologist, my thought was if you put dogs in small populations in their own rooms, if you have an outbreak of upper respiratory stuff, it's not going to spread to everybody in the kennel. It'll just be in that little room, like a classroom, right? And in your background and hair and aesthetics, you knew that, well, yeah, you've got to clean it and keep it contained. Common sense. Yes, common sense. But what we're learning is if you keep the dogs happy, you keep the dogs healthy, you keep them active, you keep them moving, you keep their mind and their bodies balanced. But we still have this quality versus quantity issue. And so many people have asked us to expand what we do. There's a couple pieces to that. I think people say expand, expand, expand because they love what we do. So they think if you have a bigger facility, then it's bigger, better, greater, which isn't always the case. We do things a little different than what the industry standard does on. With day camp, for example, the industry standard would be one staff member to 25 dogs all together, all sizes, all breeds, all play styles, spayed, neutered, not spayed, not neutered, and just go play. We're not comfortable doing that way. We would rather have smaller groups that have been evaluated that are together because they get along. They're similar in size. They're similar in nature. 
Again, that is quality versus quantity because we have gone through a process there. And while a bigger space would be nice, it's not necessary having the smaller rooms divided out. We don't need some great big warehouse size facility to do what we do. Oftentimes it's warehouse size facilities and those larger facilities. People are looking for ways to make them smaller rooms so the sound doesn't stress the dogs as much. Right. The sound. And as you mentioned before, if there is an illness, it is a much larger space. You're not containing it. There's pros and cons to that. And I think we have found the pros in what we do. We have conversations with our folks. And one of the things living in a small town, you get to know your clients. It's that personal connection. And when it comes to having conversations that are really hard, that's where I think this quality versus quantity makes a difference. Because if we need to fill a facility, the dogs and the people behind those dogs need to understand how disease and cleaning and what it means to be a green kennel all works. You have a lot of these conversations. And some of them are very, very hard. You know, you're not going to please everybody. It's a customer service-based business, but we have always prided ourselves on being fully transparent. Most of the time we get thanked for that. Sometimes we get a little snarky comments or not people will say things, right, that, oh, they turned us away. Oh, because you know. when we turn somebody away, we lose money that we could be paying our staff with. It's really just for safety reasons for the person we turn away, as well as the dogs that are still there. There's reason behind it. And we work closely, which I've told them, with the veterinarians in the area. So there is knowledge. I mean, constant education on both sides. When the veterinarians go to the veterinary conferences, they call us and say, we just learned this. We know what this upper respiratory is. Make sure that your dogs are all vaccinated for para-influenza. They're learning new stuff. Then they're sharing with us. When we go to our conferences, we learn new stuff that we share with them. We pass it on to our staff. We pass it on to our clients. It's important information. That working together, that networking, because if they're seeing it, we're seeing it. If we're seeing it, they're seeing it. And the clients oftentimes really appreciate that network because they're getting the same information. There has to be a trust factor. You've chosen your vet, hopefully because you like them and you trust them. Hopefully you've chosen us for the same reasons. And that has to be a relationship that you nurture. We recently made a really hard decision. In this summertime, we always have a waiting list. At Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, there's always a waiting list. And we looked at each other and said, yes, there's another facility we would love to have. And how would we make that feel like us? And we came up with some really interesting plans and then it all fell apart. And it caused us to stop and look at ourselves differently. It's kind of like in life when you have that moment and you walk by the mirror and you think, oh my, that person really needs some help. And you realize, oh my, that's me. me. Right. And it gave us the opportunity to go, okay, if those are the plans that we wanted to do in that facility to make it feel like us, let's walk past that mirror and take a look at us. That's a hard thing to do. Yes, it is. One of the things that we're looking forward to in 2024 is the daycare program because I don't get to be involved in daycare anymore. And that's kind of sad because I sit up at the top of the hill in the shed quarters and look down and see everybody having fun. And I'm thinking that's the best part of this, right? We have been approached multiple times and this year we said, okay, in this quantity versus quality, comfort and care with a personal touch, we're going to do this. We're starting our monthly toy evaluations. Okay. We've dabbled in that in the past. And so when you start watching the Wacky Wednesdays or you start hearing us on Living Life Tales Up, we've got these toys coming in. We have snuffle mats. Oh, I love the snuffle mats. They're pizza shaped. I like pizza too. So we've got snuffle mats coming in. We have toys coming in with multiple layers of... Oh, that works their mind and... Yeah, yeah. puzzles and all these kind of things because the daycare program really is your mind and your body getting activated. And that's why we take a nap in the daytime. Oh, those dogs are exhausted. I can't stress enough 
enough how crucial the nap time is. For staff and for kiddos. Well, we don't get a nap, but we do get a little break. But it's like your toddler not having a nap. If they don't have a nap, then problems start. They want it. Half the time, they lay down in the corner outside and it's like, okay, I'm done. Why aren't you taking me inside? You get the mind busy, you get the body busy, and it's that balance. And it's that learning piece because when we put those small groups together, and you all in the kennel do a great job with this, it's Montessori style. So if you have four Labradors and the day is all about water play, and you have one German Shepherd who thinks, I am not going here, that water. You put him in the group with the four labs, and they somehow... Monkey see, monkey do. There you go. They're getting in the water. One of the problems we've always had at Mariah Bell, and one of the great things that we have at Mariah Bell is grass. Have you ever had your dog outside and they burn the grass when they go to the potting? Now imagine all the dogs going outside the potty and what that grass goes through. So we work really, really hard on that grass. What we do with this, we seed it, we close the yards, we nurture the grass, we love the grass, we mow the grass, we care for the Put grass. Put up signs, we, baby grass growing. Baby grass brush. Yeah, all this right. kind of stuff. Because dogs are trained from an early stage not to go potty on sidewalks. That's where urinary tract infections really come out to play because maybe they're holding it because they don't want to go potty on the sidewalk. They've been really well trained. So that grass is really important, but all that water play and all those labs and all those German shepherds, there's some really cool deck ideas that we've been discussing. So we have pools and those pools are dog bone shaped and they're paw shaped. And a couple of them have a misting system. And they have balls. You can put ball pits yeah, in there. They're really cool. And we found these plans that the company who sells these really cool pools. Oh, where they can set them into the deck? Yes, they go into the deck. The question I called them and asked was, can you put the lid on them? And they said, well, we've never had anybody ask that. I said, well, what happens if you have Pookie out there and you've got your pool and all of a sudden it's like icy and now you've got an ice pool? Do you have the lid for that pool? So the company's working specifically on a plan for a cover. What if they were just walking across and it was empty and then they just don't fall in? Not good. Well, and what if you take the pool out for cleaning and then you have a big old hole in your deck? And so if we have this deck with this pool and all these funny ideas, like you said, the balls and the sprinklers and all these kind of things, taking that quality versus quantity and that funny, practical, make it pretty, but yet functional, functional, we're rocking the world again. Okay. That's what I love about Mariah Bell and the vendors we choose to do business with to figure out what is the best of us and how can we make the vendors that we do business with, the American made products that we use and the way we clean makes a difference. We're the first green kennel in the state. We're the fourth one in the nation. And at the top four, the only one crazy enough to still be owned by the same person and managed by the same person. Here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that we have the distinct honor of actually wearing out a Trex product? Yes, I did hear that. They actually are going to come and take some of our steps away because they cannot figure out how we actually wore to a smooth surface. surface. And I guess we should say Trex is a brand and we're using it like Kleenex and tissue here. It's actually armadillo. Right. That type of composite deck stepping is now smooth instead of wood grain. So they're actually trying to figure out what kind of shoes did we wear? And we're like Crocs and tennis shoes, just lots of them. But those steps are slick. They're looking at us going, how did you even do this? Because the company is based in Maryland, they said, let's use this as our test. Can we beta test 
our product at Jewish Steps, and they ask us if we use sanded them. We've never sanded those steps because the edges are completely fine. It's just the centers where we go up and down. Well, maybe they'll test it on a decking. And keeping the decking cool is right. a big thing, which is why if we build it up and put the pools in, we're still thinking about dog feet. And it's one of the really interesting things. A lot of kennels will use, to keep things cool, stones or pea gravel. What that does is it keeps the dog's feet cool, but dogs also eat rocks sometimes. Well, we have quite a few that eat rocks. There's one thing that we've talked about over and over and over, and it's the mats. Inside? Inside the play mats. They're actually the agility mats that you see at agility competitions. And at Westminster, when you see the blue floor, the reason it's blue is because those are agility mats and they are about an inch and a half thick. They absorb sound and they absorb shock. And one of the problems we have is water can sometimes get in between those mats. Because they're interlocking. And so one of the questions we were asked and we've been asking is, can you make those interlocking mats with a lip on them? Because if you make them with a lip on them, can you help make them a little more impervious? And we've gotten some really interesting answers back. We'll keep you tuned in on that one. But when you take those mats out of the facility, the sound... Oh, it's so loud. I mean, most people that are not the dog people there think it's incredibly loud anyway. To us, it's not. But you take those mats out, it is echoey. And so as we were looking at various types of flooring, getting rid of the mats made us all kind of go, there's some really good stuff about the mats. And if you put in rubber mats, the dogs, when they go skidding, they tear their paws up on them because they're too grippy. Right. And one of the things that we learned early on that most people already know, but maybe haven't applied it, dog body temperatures are 102 degrees. And we're seeing dogs live to be an older age, which means if you have an older dog and they're laying on concrete, it can drain their body temperature. It can make them hypothermic. If you have a dog who's hot in the summer and they come in, they sprawl themselves out on the concrete, that's okay. But might they enjoy a cooling mat or a cooling jacket? Well, how do you keep them from eating that when they get all worked up? So what we're looking at doing is putting in heated and cooled floors. Test running this. We'll let you know how this goes. One of the things I want our listeners to really think about in all of these things that we've talked about, in all of it, they're what the dog experiences, not what the people see. So if you walk into the kennel, the ceilings are blue, the top part of the walls are yellow, and the bottom part of the walls are green. And that's because the sky is blue, the sun is yellow, and the grass is green. And we have a lot of people go, why in the world would you do this? But that's what the dogs see. And we're making the facility dog friendly because the humans don't stay with us. Just the staff. They stay with us for a long time. But what the human gets out of that is their dog running into the facility going, I know where I belong. I know where my kennel is. I know where I'm going. Even though the humans may not see all the fancy human relevant things, the dogs know where the comfort and care really really is. They really do. Even if it's their first time, they pick it up very, very quickly. I am very impressed each and every single time. When we have tours, we tell people, come bring your dog. He's going to let you know, or she's going to let you know if they want to stay there. Not only that, come touch, feel, smell, experience it. Think like a dog while you're here. Because if you're looking for brass and glass and you're looking for all the modern, fancy... Yeah, that's not us. Dogs just pee on that. Yeah. Yeah. And we encourage people, go check out other places. You know, if you're buying a car, you're going to go test drive a few cars. So go check out a few other places. You will find the one that feels right for you. And if we're not it, that's okay. And it may be that different times of lives have different needs. And we coordinate oftentimes with pet sitters. We coordinate with veterinarians. We go back and forth. It's part of that network that we talked about and that value that you get when your vets know what's going on, your pet sitters know what's going on, and you work together, especially the groomers, the pet sitters, and the veterinaries. That's who sees your dog. Yeah, it's a whole network. It really works together. The project code 
have named that we have given comforting care with a personal touch, quality versus quantity. We've test named it feeling the love. It's Valentine's Day. We're coming up in spring. Pheromones are in the air. Is this how Mariah Bell is showing their clients they really care? Well, I think so for sure. We are always trying to keep it fresh to make it feel happy, to make the clients know that we care about their dogs, that we care about them, that we want it to be a safe environment, a friendly environment, a welcoming environment. Yeah, I do think it says all of that. And we have those tough conversations about if you're coughing, please go see your vet. In the first part, we talked about the staff and the way we accommodate the staff, the way you treat your clients, the way you treat your guests, and the way you treat your staff. You can have a beautiful brass and glass facility and cruddy people, and you're going to have a cruddy facility. Absolutely. You can have a really nice dog-friendly dog point of view facility and amazing staff, and you get Mariah Bell. There you go. Come see us. Where can they find us, Michelle? You can find us in Mount Airy, 6628 Runkles Road, just across the street from Snell's Greenhouse. If this conversation sparks some thoughts for you, drop us a line at hello at Raising Connections or Facebook Mariah Bell Manor Kennel. Get in touch with us. If you're thinking something that we're not thinking, let us know. This program is a production of Raising Connections Media Company, hosted and produced by Rashan Mayer and edited and mixed by Robin Temple. For more information about our programs, visit RaisingConnections.com.